Hi there, and welcome to week eight of the Orneyball Weekly Review. Unfortunately for yourself, I'm by myself because Craig's too scared being Halloween. He's not going to go outside in case somebody thinks he's a monster. Anyway, so we'll start off with the trade news. There's been a couple of trades in the last week. We've got the Aberdeen Bucks trading with the Yorkshire Finns. So Sam Howell and Tyler Boyd. Tyler, Sam Howell actually sat on his bench that week, but Tyler Boyd did play. And you've got the Yorkshire Finns with Jordan Love and Sky Moore. Sky Moore obviously on the bench because he's pish. And then Jordan Love to Duke Mueller. Second trade, bit of controversy on this one because it came through when I was at work on Sunday and I did process it four hours before, three hours before kickoff. Unfortunately, Port Belly was trick-or-treating and they are very late. So Debbie Devontae Smith got added to the team after kickoff. Crew Juggernauts did okay with it and we did a vote on the poll and it just so happened you'll find out the result of that game because they were playing each other. So Tony Pollard, Devontae Smith, I do prepare the Devontae A-Chain and Amara, Amara at Brown because Crew Juggernauts are a high scoring team so there's a good chance that they will make the playoffs and there'll be two good players come the playoff time. So that's the trades done. We'll go to Team of the Week. We have... South London Rebels, who now go 7-1 with a whopping 319.96 points. Unfortunately, it's got a couple of cowgirls in the team that helped them win. But obviously, C.D. Lamb top 4 of 47 points, Prescott 44, Kamara 31. So, Baron Jacoby Myers, where Garoppolo couldn't hit a barn door from 5 foot. The rest of the team did really well. And on his bench, he obviously had Davis 27 points, Kincaid 23 points, and David and yeah, it's got, even his bench is looking pretty good. Hence why he's 7 and 1. But obviously, Craig will be biting the fact he's got three quarterbacks, but it seems to work. He's got to pick the right one. But basically, that quarterback nearly scored the same as what the other two did. But then, of course, we now have another team in the 300 club, who we, uh, Carlton Crew guy. Not, not surprisingly, he's got CD Lamp and Prescott on his team. So that's obviously going to help you when you've got 91 points between the two of them. But having McCaffrey, Gibbs going off, Addison, McCullough, McLaurin, Thielen, Hawkinson, Schultz and Folk let him down. But his bench looks pretty strong as well. So I don't think it'll be five and three for long, but I'm pretty sure he would have won this week anyway. So we'll go on to the league news and we'll go first we'll go to St Magnus Division, if we find it. There we go. So obviously, luckily enough myself as a top Top scorer of the week again, 272.56. Unfortunately, I've gone and lost Kirk Cousins now for the season, so I may have to rely on Derek Carr for a couple of weeks. That could be interesting. But yeah, it was a, it was a good scoring game, and Jack did a really good score as well, but unfortunately he came up against a crazy AJ Brown, well, KG Osborne and Jordan Allison, both scoring between nearly 50 points between them. Well, everybody scored basically apart from Aaron Jones and the kicker. And obviously a nice, couple of nice defenders. Jack's team was let down. Well, he's still not got a kicker, so Jack, you will have to pick up a kicker at some point. But you've not got Craig shouting about that one, so that's not bad. You've lost Kendrick Bourne on IR, so you've got game out. Oh, Davis on the bench, that's a nice replacement for him. 
Miles Sanders, did well leaving him in the bench because he did absolute bugger all in his game. Uh, we've got Meyer. Yeah, Evans was a bit left, but you John Andrew Hopkins, that was a nice put in, that one. And Jamar Chase always was a good Chase and Burrow stack, I think it is, yeah. Anderson and Derek Henry. So, let's say you scored 224 points, which is still a bloody good score. It's just unfortunately you came up against the top score of the week. Then the next time we've got Doug's let himself go there and obviously come up against 193 points is still a good score, but unfortunately not when you come up against 226 points for the Rotherham Raiders. So it gets him up to 3 and 5, dug down to 4 and 4. Then of course you have probably the tie of the match, you've got Portsmouth Pirates, who actually for quite a long time looked like they were going to win this game. But then Brown T came out and just showed why they're seven and one and scored seventeen hundred points. And a three game win streak. So that's always good for that one. But five and three they're still not just sitting in fourth at the moment, so that's not too bad. Obviously I've got four and four. Warner Brothers obviously get that one up to the back to level of a Tiger Scott against Stephen. It's a bit unlucky. Two hundred one points a game but lost. And poor Arthur, 218 points, but unfortunately you come up against probably the highest scoring team. Well, they were the highest scoring team, they're now the second highest scoring team in the league, the EK Colts. So, what happened? Oh, Elliot. But, well, it could have been a higher score with Adams getting nothing, basically. Your Joni Smith. But no, if you keep on scoring like that, Arthur, it's not going to be long till you're on the win zone instead of being 0-8. Obviously, it's probably a bit too late for the players now, but you're obviously playing for divisions. And then down the bottom there, you've got Hot Dog Hot Shots, who still managed to score 208 points as well, but unfortunately came up against the Stockholm Bengals with 217 points and 61. So you've got to feel a bit unlucky with that one. So there's been a lot of nice scoring in that one, a lot of high scorers, which is... Good. I suppose there was no buy. There was no buy weeks this week. So everybody got the whole team to choose from, barring any injuries. But it has been a bit brutal with injuries for quarterbacks for the last weekend. So we'll wait to see what happens. So we're currently sitting at two teams on seven and one. Stoke Bengals, Leeds Lassos, and myself and some Flyers in third place. Portsmouth Pirates on their own with five and three. Then you've got four teams on four and four: EK Colts, Warner Bray, Tophead, and Whitworth Rockstars. And then you've got the Rotherham Raiders on three and five. And I'm probably thinking two and six and O and eight are maybe getting a bit too much now because we just put it. Although you've probably been playing all the top teams, so you've got to play each other maybe. But it is looking a bit unlikely for getting to that top up, up the top half. But you never know, it's fantasy football, anything can happen. So coming up for the next week, I'm, I'm up against Doug. And I'm going to have to find a quarterback unless I play Derek Carr. There's not really much in the waiver wire, to be honest. So it should be a close game. You've got the Whitpurch Rockstars. Hopefully bounce back against the Rotherham Raiders, who obviously won last week as well. You've got the Warnerbury Warriors, who won last week, but are hoping to go two in a row, but they're up against the Leeds Lassos. But bye weeks might help. Oh, it's got David, it's got Daniel Jones back in. So there, that should be a close game. Obviously, Leeds Lassos will be wanting to get to that 
a loose of eight run. Or this way, this is going to make need nine to get in the top three, but they were looking, they were hoping to go eight and one, so it should be a good game. You've got Portsmouth Pirates coming up against the Laxdale Legends, who have been a bit unlucky, to say the least, but it's looking like it could be another close game. Obviously, they've not maybe set their teams. Stockholm Bengals are looking strong and going up against. So you got the high. This is obviously the matchup of the week because it's the highest scoring team against the second highest scoring of the team in the league. So that should be really good. Oh, and we've got a hot sale hot dogs against Plymouth Argyle Browns because this is the week that Arthur's going to get his breakers duck. I hope so because it would be really nice to get there, Arthur. Because you've been, you have been pretty unlucky. You were unlucky against me when I played you, yeah, and you were unlucky last week because I thought. For a lot of the time, we are actually going to get there when you had that score, but alas, it didn't actually happen. So next week, so obviously the, team, the game of the week here will be Socom Bengals against the EK Colts. I suppose I'll probably have to keep an eye on my one against Doug as well, but this is the Socom Bengals and EK Colts. That will be a cracker. So now we'll move on to the Yesnaby division. Craig's one, obviously my co-host isn't here. Maybe didn't want to talk about this, uh Game against the Aberdeen Bucks. He did score 881 points, but coming up against 243. So he's now sitting 1 and 7. And uh, Aberdeen Bucks getting a nice win there. Let's see where we are. So that, obviously, that breaks our losing so he can get back onto a win to get him up to 5 and 3. And then, obviously, You've got Duke Mueller, 162, up against 174. So it's not one of your Godam and Goat's high-scoring uh, games, but a win's a win, so it gets them up there. They're the lowest-scoring team in the top four, but they're sitting at third. You can't really argue with that. They're up from six and two. And you've got the Bodom Bears getting their second win of the season against the Ancoat Citizens. And a very close game, so I'm really hoping that doesn't come down to a score correction. But let's see what's the defenders. Oh, he only got two points of Edmund. I wonder if he went off. Anzalone is always a good one, Kendricks. Obviously, Donaldson, Donaldson, people, Jones is. Traded to the De Detroit, so that actually might be a nice one for uh, Ancoat citizens. Especially if I'm an Aston Brewer still ill. Go and check Paul Garrett. Oh, it's hard to say, but if he played Garrett, he would have won. Well, he won anyway, but it would have been a nice, more convincing, but he's probably a bit nervous, but. Hopefully no score corrections change the outcome of that game. Then obviously the high-flying Glasgow Eagles, Graham, 7-1 and one and scoring nearly 300 points, which is very, very impressive. With Derek Hart at quarterback, even more impressive. But obviously Kamara, Etienne, Lamb, Lamb again, Hopkins, Thielen, still got reasonable score, but not great. Goddard, Stevenson, Swift, Elliot Warner and Yeah. Oh, Concade on the bench, but apart from that, it's the perfect lineup set up by Graham. And obviously under the weather Patrick Mahomes doesn't really help. Uh Alavi 
seems to do the odd catches, but not really much this season, which is a bit disappointing because I expect a lot of him. Nico Collins not done much. Quarter, yeah. Let's see. 221 points. It would probably win quite a lot of games in this division this week, but unfortunately you come up against a top team. So, unlucky bed for Brutskis. I thought you were... If you do that against... Is it one? Two... Any other team apart from f three others, you would have won. But that's just the joys of fantasy football, I guess. And obviously, we come up this with a cracker six and two Alaska deep freeze against the five and three now Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are the highest scoring team in the league, but unfortunately, they couldn't keep up with Alaska deep freeze this week. So, Alaska deep freeze are on a four game win streak, just like Graham is, who are six and two. And Jump, jump up two spots and jump up a Gadam and Goats because they're a higher scoring team. So it's looking very good for them as well. But you are on the one game back. Like I say, you're a high scoring team, so there's a good chance you bounce back and get to that six wins and hopefully one of them slip up. And of course, Sam, no longer down the bottom there and actually jumping up a spot to 10 spot. On his second win of the in a row against the Lee Vikings, five and three, two hundred and three points to one hundred and seventy-two. So well done, Sam. That's a good one. That's two in a row. And unfortunately, my poor co-host who couldn't be here, maybe is hiding because he's bottom of the league, is sitting at one and seven behind Bedford Brewskis. So not a good, not not doing too great, Craig. But let's see. It's all about next year and getting position. And, ooh, it could actually be the game of the week. Next week, you've got Craig, Edinburgh Packers against the Bedford Brutskis. So it's a battle of the one and sevens. So that should be fun. Can't wait to hear him talk about that one next week. And then you've got the Buccaneers looking to bounce back, get to six and three against the currently two, two in a row win. Darlington Rams, so if Sam could get an extra win here, that would be an awesome result, Sam, if you could get that one. But of course, the bye weeks are back in now, so that's a little bit of a help, provided you're not missing any players yourself. And of course, if it wasn't for Craig playing down the bottom at 1-7 and apiece, the tie of the round would probably be averaging bucks against the Glasgow Eagles, because the Glasgow Eagles got a good chance to get to that elusive eighth one and hopefully stay on. I've got sitting under we're looking to go six and three and not the Gadam and Goats down a peg and go down six and three two. Yeah, some good matches there. So the Buccaneers, high scoring team and highest conceding team. But at least they're actually important credit now, so that's quite good. But it's it's, it's harder to do that. It's actually very impressive to win five games when you've conceded the most amount of points, I have to admit. So, well done. So we'll go on to the Queen Division 3 now. And this is, we've got, uh, this is a 300-teamer. We've got the Carlton Crew coming up against poor Pez. Sorry, Pez, but 131 points probably wouldn't win you many games. It might be maybe one in this whole week, but coming up against 316 points, it's yeah, you're just you're not a chance in that one, sorry. And a great result by Guy. And another nice win by the Gloucester 
fighting Gophers to get to five and three against the Edinburgh Thunderbirds, who are unfortunately still looking for that first win. But looking at it, they've, well, they've beaten two other teams in the league this week, but it just didn't happen that they came up against Glossop fighting Gophers. And they go the White Hill Tigers going down to the Seattle Patriots two three four to one nine six. So that'll be a three win streak now for Seattle Patriots getting up to five and three. There's still one spot behind Dwight Hill Tigers on points scored. Carlton Crew have gone up to five and three. Certainly. They're now the highest scoring team after that, which is not really surprising when they've outscored a lot of teams by quite a lot. You've got the Manchester Bees, who for quite a while didn't look like they were going to lose, but they've come through, scraped us, I think it's 7-1. That's it. Doesn't matter how you did it, as long as you get the win, and you did. There were a lot of players underperformed, but they will bounce back. And it's good to get a win when you don't play well. So well done uh, Pat, that's a nice win for yourself there. And the back foot Panthers also going 7 and 1. Not the highest scoring game for themselves either, but you can only beat who's in front of you. And unfortunately, it was Martin who slips to 4 and 4. Still not bad, 4 and 4, but this is a league where you have two 7 and 1s, 4 5 and 3s, 3 4 and 4s, 2 1 and 7s, and a 0 and 8. So they're basically out of it, but. The Chargers were close and they could probably maybe stop a team getting into the playoffs just by winning a game against them. So still, they could have a lot to say on who goes up against what. This week you've got the Preston Hawks are coming up against the Glossop Fighting Gophers. Hopefully Pez will get a win there. You've got the Carlton Crew, poor Edinburgh Thunderbirds coming up against last week's highest scorers. The Glen Northus Nazgul's hoping to go five and four and not the Seattle Patriots win streak on, on their backside and go five and three two to go five and four. This Bankfoot Panthers against the White Hill White Tigers would be a good one. You got a four game win streak against a one game losing streak, but scoring wise, they're pretty similar so far this season, so it'd be nice. Should be a close game. Then you've got the Kurt Chargers up against the uh, New Barlstone Masters. We're currently sitting in eighth, but could well, they'll jump up one spot. Then we've got the Manchester Bees hoping to get their high scoring reputation back and carry on a seven game win streak and get to eight games against the Chicago Scorpions, who won last week, but sitting at four and four, just outside the top six. It should be a, another good week for my. Tie of the week will be Blackfoot Panthers against the White Hill Tigers. I think it's because I, I do like that one. It's a battle of the Tigers and the Panthers, so that'll be a bit of a scrap. So we'll move on to Division 4. And now we have the Dublin Everton Blues, 179 against the 233 Solihull Sarks. So one, one goes five and three, one goes three and five. So it was a, it was a must win for the Solihull Sharks, which they've managed to do. So that's a nice one. Listen, Craig to come up with other permutations, to be honest. But 
<coughs> Sorry. So but that's the second loss in a row for Danny. So you'll be getting hopefully panicking a little bit because he dropped down to fifth place. Now you've got the Nair Knights getting up to four and four. So they'll be on a two-game win streak up against the Leeds Leopards. It's not very close. And obviously Yorks are where you've got to feel sorry there for Johnny. 233.08 points and you come up against the Water Art and Warriors. If you played them last week, you'd have beat them. Unfortunately, this week they outscored you. So, unlucky. I really, I am. It is, that is really unlucky. You and Arthur both scored over 200 points trying to get your first wins and it just didn't happen. But if you can carry on like that, it can't be long till you will get your first win. So, keep at it. And of course, poor Gary, who finishes marathons around the British Isles. 194 coming up against a high scoring team. And on a four game win scrape, the less the Tigers, 275 91. We come up against Tua, Paul, Kamara, Tua and Hill again. Boyd, CD Lamb, Hawkinson. Yeah, that team's pretty loaded. That'd be why they're sitting at the top. And then obviously you've got the Newcastle Colts getting a nice win there. So that gets them two wins in a row up to up to six spot for Shawnee Boy, 199.91 against 171.33 Preston Panthers. They've dropped two spots. And obviously Near Knights and Newcastle Colts have jumped up a spot each, so that's why they've gone down two. But it's probably closest at that scores. And obviously Harrow Harlequins, who They seem they're a bit up and down. They've got a really good team and they do high scores and sometimes they come up 193. But you come up against J Bones and the workshop Doth Rookies at 235, who are on a four-game win streak. So at one point they were two and two. So they've obviously well, Jamar Gibbs was certainly out with that one, 38 points. Oh, Sky Moore. Oh, Moore and Tony in the same team. It's on the bench. Oh, well, it's lost Brown, it's lost Bourne. Remember, if your players are inactive or on IR, you can put them into your tax, your IR spot, and you can try and pick up something to replace them. So if you get stuck. Obviously, the highest scoring team of the team is 7 and 1, less the Tigers. And obviously, Walter Norton bounced back with that close closest game. To go seven and one also, and the works up the rookies up two spots to the third, so they're sitting nice at six and two. Two teams at five and three, but they both lost this week, so hopefully they'll be trying to bounce back. Poor Sean, who's got four and four, actually having conceded seventeen hundred points, and they're nearly catching up with the points scored, but they're at four and four, sitting in sixth. Near Knights, who have had an easier points against, but they've well zero point zero one point difference between Near Coats and Near Knights. Per point scored, that's right. And they're both a four and four, so that's quite impressive. Craig would have loved that one, but unfortunately, he's not here to see that one, so he might make a comment. And you've got the Preston Panthers, four and four, and you've got Solly Hill Sharks, three and five. Then probably getting a bit out of the way now for the Leeds Leopards, but Sir Goldrup and Yorkshire Vermeerdos. But obviously, pride's at stake, and you want to at least get a win. Come on, Johnny, you can do it. If you keep on scoring like last week, the wins will come. So, who's playing who in week nine? You've got the Leeds Leopards against the Solly Hill Sharks. So the Solly Hill Sharks will be looking to get to four and five, uh, four and five to get a nice boost, which would be good. If they lose that one, I think it's basically gone now. 
Dublin Everton Blues will be hoping to stop the slide but come up against uh, two wins in a row near Knights. Not what you really want. Ooh, two seven and ones up against each other. Leicester Tigers against the Water Norton Warriors. That will be probably the tie of the whole league if, it, if they score like they've been scoring lately. Oh, uh, we've got Johnny against Gary at the bottom there. So, should be a good one. Um, I'm friends with both, so I really, I'm sitting on the fence for that one. Sorry, because I'd like to see Johnny win, but obviously Gary too, but then Gary is a fortnight, fan, so I'm not sure. I might I might have to just go for Johnny in that one, just to get that first win. Because it's just so nice to see, it'd be nice to see everybody at least get the first win. And if he does win, he would jump above Gary because he's actually got scored more points. So that's a Another classic. Oh, and you've got Preston Panthers against the Harrow Harlequins. Both looking to bounce back after losses. And then down the bottom there, you've got two teams that are in form. You've done four wins in a row, Workshop off rookies, six and two against the two wins in a row. Newcastle Colts, who have actually outscored them by over 200 points. But it's picking the right team, so that's the problem. So good luck to everybody, and obviously tie of the week, Leicester Tigers, Waterloo Warriors, with a notable tie of the week, Yorkshire Los Muertos against the Wiltshire Golders. So good luck everybody. So we'll move on to the West Conference, the Happy Valley. Here we have the Richmond Reds, 256.11 against Quaibanks Lightning. Uh, the 193.56. So Richmond Reds got to 5 and 3. Quiet go to 4 and 4. So obviously, it was a close game. It was close standings to start. So you get a nice win there. I'll get the league up. So that'll be two wins in a row for the Richmond Reds and two losses in a row for the Quiet So the slide is still going on. Then, of course, you've got. Was it the top team? The team of the week, or team of the division, Bonnie Rig Cheesehead, six and two. A very nice win coming up against the Dickinson team in five and three. So you obviously for that sort of scoring and standing, you've really got to have a good result. And that actually puts the Gothenburg Cheeseheads to the top of the division with a three-way game win streak. And the Dickensheath dropped down to fourth from third. Then you've got the Lemony Fresh, who run another another good one after Two wins in a row after that score correction, so potentially they could be four and four if it wasn't for bloody sleeper changing the scores. Go to 248.55 against the Darling and Dragons, who are three and five. So they're both three and five, but we all know that Lemony Flesh should be four and four if it wasn't for stupid score corrections. So they're they're sitting behind Darling and Dragons ninth and tenth, but at least they're level on level on games win now. Gothenburg Angels. You're starting to slip a bit. Drop down to second place at five and three. And the Norwich Muster Men. Still a good game, 214 to 235. They go up to up two places to third. So it's a Robijan Wastar. It's basically nearly the difference is also all the defender. Edmonds and that. Another one, Edmonds in the team. Again, he's a good player, but something I don't know. Not sure what happened. Did he get taken out? 
as well, which can do me out for a few games. So hopefully you've got somebody on the bench to replace him. They got white. Well, at least you've got a replacement, so that's good. But they were five and three, sitting second in the division, with the second highest score in the division as well. So that's good. So then you've got Corp Red Army, unfortunately coming up against the Turbable Titans, who now go five and three as well. So that's another good one. They've gone up one spot to fifth place, two hundred points. This league's not the highest scoring league as some of the other ones, but still good games. And of course, down the bottom there, Galper Raptors looking for a second win, only lose out by less than four points to Yoho winners who jump up to sixth spot in the division. So, and of course, they lost Stafford, which doesn't help. Dodgy touchdown dive, a few point conversion dive and hurt your fingers. But we well, lost Greenlaw in the game, so that didn't help. Probably. But 218 points, if you carry on doing that, you'll not be losing too often, so keep on going. It's looking quite good. There we go. So Norris Mustard Ben, who's conceded 1,700 points, set at 5-3, and three, is very impressive. Bonnie Rigg, Cheesehead, setting with the most points after last that high score this week, setting at 6-2, and two, one game ahead of, whoa, 1, 2, 3, 4, 6 teams on 5-3, and three, so... Anything can happen in this league. One team on four and four. Two teams on three and five. They're not out of it yet, depending on the fixtures. But definitely the Galford Raptors and Court Red Army are just battling out for pride now, I guess it. So let's see who's playing each other in week nine. Bonnie Rig Cheese Eggs against the Quai Banks Lightning. So we've got top against eighth. So we've got a three-game win sweep against two loss streak so hopefully quite back if we wanted to change change our fortune and get back around and win that one. Then you've got the Richmond Reds five and three against the Dickensheath Demons five and three. So that's a very good one there. Because the Richmond Reds are currently sitting in seventh on a two game win streak. Deacons are sitting in fourth. So there could be a big change in the top six. Norwich Mustard Men five and three against the probably informed team the Lemony Frit Team Lemony Fresh looking to go four and five and hoping to put Mustard Men at five and four. And then we've got the Darlington Dragons three and five against Gothenburg Angels five and three. So Gothenburg Angels were hoping to bounce back, but they've either not set their team and it's not looking very promising. But closest game. Then you've got Bartley the five and threes, Yoba winners against the Turbo with Titans. So that's five and five against six. Then we've got the Court Red Army coming up against the, the Gilford Raptors. So somebody's going to go two and seven, unless you somehow manage to tie, which does happen, but not very often. So I'll be keeping an eye on the bottom game because that should be a nice one. But I will see. The game of the week. I will go for the Norwich Mustard Men against the Inform Lemony Fresh. I know there's a lots of close games, but that one there, after what happened to Lemony Press, I'd like to see them get to four and five. But then, if they miss out by one game, it's going to be really, really sore. But keep on winning, and you never know what's going to happen. Then we'll go on to Maze Howe Division now. So we've got another couple of high-scoring games, and a couple of close ones too. So we'll start at the very top, this 
the Belfast Benchwarmers with 275-33 up against 189 uh, Bogner Regis Falcons. So Belfast got to 4-4, four four, Bogner Regis slipped to 5-3, and three, so it's a bit of a sore loss, but there's not much you can do when you come up against 275 points because you're not you're not going to beat anybody. You're not if somebody gets that much points against you, there's not a there's very, 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 very some chance you might actually catch them. So you just have to, to bite it and just go on to the next week. Then you've got the two and five Birmingham Giants, two hundred and sixteen points coming up against the Darlow Destroyers. You go four and four with a very close 222.11 win over 21631. So it's a nice win for the Darlow Destroyers. It pushes them up to six spot. Birmingham Giants slipped down to 10 spot. And the Portland and Lumberjacks are bounding on. So six and two. 232 points coming up against the Ghost of Will Pack, 169. And a five game losing streak. It's hard to believe it's a long time ago since they were two and one. And of course, this is the one with the trade. Pavite Porkers, 238.51 against 222.41. Crew Juggernauts. And that was the difference. When Wales, Wales says, yes, no bother. You can put the Bonte Smith in because you weren't around to put him in the team and it was sitting with an empty spot. At the time, I think he'd only scored seven points, but then he goes on and scores a touchdown and goes on to win the game. So Cabite Porkers go on a two-game win streak and move up to nine spot. Wales Wales slip to four and four, but I still wanted one of the second highest scoring team in the league, so I can't imagine they're going to be thinking they are on a four game losing streak. So they're going to have to try and snap out of that pretty quick because it could get out of hand very, very fast. Now we've got the Burnham Trust Pandas go five and three over the Sandbach Sunsets, go four and four. 224 to 191, but it isn't really that much of a difference when it comes to these crazy points. But you've got Burnham Trust Pandas move up to fourth spot and the Sandbach Sunsets drop down to seven spot, but Burnham Trust Pandas are on a three-game win streak, so they're doing pretty well. And of course, the form team, or the top team, not one of their highest scores, uh, but it's not going to care. A win's a win. So 211 points, 193. I wonder if at any point it looked like he wasn't going to win it. Mm. We lost Waller, so he's going to have to look for a tight end. No, I was wondering if there's any kick. Oh, yeah, it's nice one there for Dylan. That gets into seven and one. And probably looking quite good. There we go. Because you've got one himself, one is the one at seven and one. You've got the Portland Lumberjacks at six and two. Wagner Regis Falcons and the Burnham Trust Pandas at five and three. Then you've got a few at four and four. Crews are going to Dallas Destroyer, Sandback Sunset Benz, but Belfast Benchwarmers. The team on a roll, Cabot Porkers at three and five. Birmingham Jacks two and six, Brian Eight and Gloucester two and six. So one or one or maybe two wins, maybe three wins because they're all so close together. But it's looking good for a bit worth educators, especially after the one in their Rousey Cup as well. So we'll now move on to the Marwick Head Division. Oh, hold on. I shall go back. I never picked my game of the week for week nine. Excuse me, my division, forget about that. 
So you've got Birmingham Giants 2 and 6 against the Belfast Benchwarmers 4 and 4, looking to go to 5 and 4. Bognor Regis 5 and 3, up against the 4 and 4 Darla Destroyers. Obviously, Darla would love to win that and get them all tied up at 5 and 4. Cavic Porkers 3 and 5 against the Gloucester Bullpack, so they have a good chance to go 3 wins in a row and get closer to the pack. You've got the Portland Lumberjack 6 and 2 against the Cruise Argonauts, who, oh, wow, what's wrong with their team? Mm. We've got McCaffrey in a bye, Amon Rasset Brown in a bye, Evan Ingram on a bye, Greenlaw on a bye. Oh, they're either going to be on the agents here, they're just going to call it quits and go for the loss because it's not looking very good. Crude juggernauts. You don't want to give a gun a go an easy win, but it's certainly looking that way at the moment. Then you go out for the educators, trying to go for eight. Eight. Try to go for six wins in a row to get to eight and one. Are going up against the Sandbag Sunsets four and four. You'd be wanting to bounce back after last week's loss. Then you've got a, this could be a nice wee one down here. You've got the Burnham Crash Pandas, the one five and three up against the two and five Rainy Cardinals. I don't think really realistically, unless they go for a crazy run, but they are on a six game losers. They can't have been two and oh. And uh, Bernard Pandas, who are three game wins, excited at four. So they'll, they'll want to win to keep their place in the top four and hope that the Bogneries of Falcons slip up so they can tip into the top three because it's getting closer and closer to the stage where the playoffs will be happening. So obviously we'll see how that one goes. But the game of the week for me will be Portland Lumberjacks against the Crew Juggernauts. So I'd like to see the Crew's Juggernauts break their losing streak because they were flying in the first four games but the last four games just been killing them but then up against McGonagall who's on a three game win streak so one streak's got to go well yeah one's, one's going to get worse or one's going to get better but hopefully that'll be a close game closer than the score prediction that's fine for sure but he's going to have to do some through either some more trading or Find an eight slabs at Gemma Free Agency, which is getting harder and harder to do now. So we'll step on to the Marwick Head Division. Thank you this time properly. So the first game up there, we've got St. Anne, St. Helen's Eagles against the Southampton Dockers. Southampton Dockers go six and two, and St. Helen Eagles slip to two and six. Uh, it's 223 to 166. Not that close, to be honest. Royal Arsenal, oh, Aaron broke the duck. Maybe this is why Craig didn't want to come on. So Aaron's now gone up to four and four. He's broke his losing streak, beating the Nottingham Rebels, who are now three and five, 231 to 211. So pretty close this game, to be honest. But still not much from Higgins, DJ Moore. Oh, Trey McBride, 39 points. Come on, who saw that one coming? So but obviously Aaron did because he put him in his team. If he didn't, he put him in the team, he wouldn't have won. So, well done, Aaron. It's a good put, putting him in your squad help to this week. Then you've got the 6 and 2, Kermarnock Kings, 210 against 178 for the Peterhead Bloody Jets. And tell me after last week's game, they are Bloody Jets. But nice win for Kermarnock Kings. Then you've got Chester Hurricanes, 264 to 239. One Dave Hendo, it's a bit of a sore one. That's just looking down to fifth spot at five and three. 
Chester Hurricanes jumping up to six spot four and four. So two hundred thirty nine points with that. How many games? You're beating everybody else in the league. Yeah. So you've got to be unlucky. He came second highest scoring team in the league. Unfortunately, he came up against the top scoring team in the league. So Prescott and Lamb, is it? Diggs, Thomas, Henry, Paul. No Lamb, but still. Prescott with 44 points is certainly going to help you. And, well, Gus the bus. That'll do it. It cost me a league of my home league as well, that one. Well, plus I'll cut the other things. Now, we've got a nice little close one there, but unfortunately, Graham loses out to Melbourne Supremacy. Six and two for each of them, 187 to 175. Drops the Capone of the Cowboys at the second spot and helps the Commander Kings go up to the top spot. Melbourne Supremacy jumping up to third spot on a two win streak. And of course, whatever. With that one by the Southampton Dockers, a two they could see him up to fourth spot. Quite for Richard Warriors fall down to fifth spot. And down the bottom there, Shawnee Boy gets his second win and gets Adam his sixth loss. So they're both two and six. Adam sitting above him could have scored a lot more points, but still, it was a good win and a very close win 236.37 against 233.06. And of course, there's always a possibility that this one is close enough that it could be done by a score correction, but. You're hoping not, but obviously Adam, Adam's lost Kirk Cousins. He's going to, who's he got on his bench? Well, he's got Brock Purdy, but he's, is he had a bye week this week. Yeah. So he's going to be quarterback shopping after losing. Not the best thing to lose him. If he'd lost him in the middle of the next week, he'd be fine because Purdy will be in. But unfortunately, he's lost him when Purdy's on his bye week the next week. And obviously, Bangham Short, Joe Burrow, CD Lamb will help you. Pittman again, Ingram. Yeah, it's a it's a good win by Sean. Gets him to two and six. Obviously up to ten spot. St. Ellen goes down to six. You've got four teams on two and six, one and three and five, two and four and four, one, five and three. And then you've got four at six and two so this is this league is wide open especially when they keep on beating each other that doesn't really help so on to week nine who have we got we've got st ellen's eagles against the nottingham rebels so chance to go four and five in nottingham or three and six with st ellen Aaron, after a good win last week comes up against the Hampton Dockers six and two so this will be the sort of ones he needs to win if he wants to make the playoffs so We'll see what happens there, but good luck, Aaron. Then we've got the Witchup Warriors, five and three, hoping to, well, looking like they should, they should basically cover a bye. We can get to six, six and three against the Peterhead Bloody Jets unless something really strange happens. The Kamarnik Kings, six and two, up against the Chester Hurricanes, four and four. So there's every possibility that the number one spot could swap again, going by looking at some of these games. Then you've got Adam trying to get the third win after the last losing last week against uh, Bonnie the Cowboys looking to bounce back. Graham we've died to get back to that top spot. Then you've got the Melbourne Supremacy up against the two and six bang on start. So probably the game of the week will be 
Royal Arsenal riots against Southampton Dockers. Closely followed by the Kamarnock King of Chester Hurricanes. But I'll go for that one because it's Aaron and Ramadad. So that'll be the game of the week in Marwick Head. So good luck, Aaron. Craig not here so I can see that, so it's no bother. Then we'll get on to the Dwarfy Stain. And a nice win for Mr. Sim up the top there against the Wakefield 49ers. So he's up to, is that two wins in a row now for Alan, is it? So he's, I think he's avoiding me in Tesco, so he's not seen me. But yeah, two wins in a row, so that's a nice win for Yalan. Gets you up to second spot of 230 points. You've got to feel sorry for Wakefield Fortnite. 211 points is a good score. But probably not when you come up against 230. Jacob's finally got a touchdown and did some work. So they got Rashid Shahid with that 153 yards and three receptions. That'll, that'll kill you. But he doesn't catch short passes, he only catches ones at about 30 yards long. So it's a, it's a good win. Well done, Alan. And then we've got the South, Clay, South Carolina Broncos, 6 and 2, getting a win against the Fullwood Patriots. Another game that both teams have scored over 200 points. So it's another close one. But that'll get the South Carolina Panthers up to fourth spot. And the Fullwood Patriots slip down to seventh spot. Then. But at one point it was a 4-4 four and four and a 3-4, and four, but they're now both 4-4, four and four, a great win for Keltman. 255-88 to another 200 point, 228-34. Uh, Dobo's, da Dobo's Darlow Diamonds, a bit of a tongue twister that one. But obviously Dobo Darlings are sitting in fifth and Kurt Roll Cowboys in a three-game win streak are sitting in sixth. But I think it's 200 points or something like that. The Dover Darlings are actually above them for points scored. So there's a bit of a gap to get, but if they keep on winning, who knows what can happen because it's getting pretty close up there. You've got the Lancashire Bombers actually losing to the London Eagles, who were 2-5 and five at the time. 229 to 190. So that's one of the few teams that didn't get over 100, 200 points. But you have an off day, but you're still sitting at 6-2. and two. You're still sitting in third spot. You still scored loads of points, so you should be pretty safe. Next up, the highest scoring team of the week, and and the three hundred club also. We've got Tony Harrison, who's also leading the Orty Charity Bowl points total at the moment by not by a lot, but he's clinging on at the top there. So he's now gone seven and one, looking very very good at three hundred nineteen and ninety six points against the Bluetooth Texans, who. In one of those weeks, scores 200 points, but you lose by over 114 points. It's just not much you can do there, Michael. It's just unlucky. It's a great score, unfortunately. You come up against an even mightier score. So you're setting up one and seven. Now, obviously, you've got the Manchester Spinners having a close one against Mr. Stephen Grote there. Gorgie Vikings, 191 to 186. So scraping up to his third win there. Okay. And you got to feel a bit sorry for Martin because Grote's only scored a 1,300 points. But he's still he's managed to get to three wins. That's all that matters. Up to the highest scoring team, sitting on top at 7-1, but you've got to expect that when you score 300 points. and uh, Nearly 100 points more than the team in second. But still, Allen's bouncing back nicely well, sitting at 6-2, sitting in second place. You've got Lancaster Bombers in third place and South Carolina's in fourth place. Dober Darlings, who've actually scored more points than 
the South Carolina Broncos, but just well, these are the, these things happen. Sitting at four and four against with the Kirkwood Cowboys at four and four also. Thorwood Patriots and the Wakefield 49ers at three and five, along with the London Eagles and the Gorgie Vikings. And then Manchester Spinners and the lowly Blue Team Patriots with 1,800 points against. Again, the, the one that's got 1,400 score, which is more than some, but not a lot. But 1,800 points again, that's got to probably be the most points against. So you've got to feel a bit unlucky of that one. And to week nine, who have we got? We've got two, three, and fives against each other. The Wakefield Fort Niners against the Fullwood Patriots. So when it's that, when it's that pretty close up there, you really the way you could potentially end up in sixth if you get the, the results going your right way. So that's a definitely a good one. You've got two six and twos. Allen against the South Carolina Broncos. This would be a good one for Allen to win, but I guess he's not checked his team because he's always got Lawrence on a bye. That. Oh, he's going to have to go shopping for a quarterback because he's got Lawrence on a bye and Kurt was on IR. Got four man. Oh, that's good. There could be a sore loss, Alan, but I, you don't really want to think about your obviously give up cousins you've done for the years, but you will have to go shopping for a quarterback or trying to trade for a quarterback. You can always try and trade for one of the lower teams, but it depends what they want to give up to get a quarterback. but you're definitely going to need one because Lawrence is doing well, but he's not the greatest quarterback in the world. Now, next up, we have the four and four double Darlow Diamonds against the three and five London Eagles. It's like a tongue twister that one, but I've got it right that time, so that's quite a good one. But that that should be a good game also. Again, London Eagles in a one game win streak. Dobo's losing last week, but if they lose, London Eagles win. To score more points would potentially still be above them, but be tied on games is not really what they want. You've got the Lancaster Bombers. We're on a one-game losing streak, going up against the Keltman. You're on a three-game win streak, and I'm pretty sure they were the highest-scoring team in the league division last week. So if they can get, if they can find the boys, they might get a chance to go five and four and put a dent in Lancaster Bombers. We've got. South London Rebels, 7-1, destroying everybody up against the Manchester Spinners. And if you do win that one, it could be probably a surprise of the season because it's going to be a hard one. I have to admit, I can't really see South London Rebels not getting to 8-1, to be honest. And a nice wee derby down the bottom there, the Blue Toon Texans 1-7 and seven against the Gorgie Vikings. So can 8 was. Sneak a win and get to two and two and seven. That'd be so cool. I know Grotty's wanting to get to four and five, but it'd be good to see the Blue Toon Texans get to two and seven. But that'd be a close one. It won't be, it's not the tie of the tie of the league, but I'm certainly looking forward to seeing how that one turns out. Myself, I think it's got to be South Carolina Broncos against the Kirkwood Raiders. It's going to be, it should be. Looking at it until he finds a quarterback and has a bit of luck, it's going to be a bit one-sided, but it's fantasy football. Anything can happen. Anyway, so good luck, everybody, this week, apart from Doug. You're actually playing against this week, so I really don't want you to win, Doug. Sorry. 